Welcome to Revolutionary War Rarities, the podcast of the Sons of the American Revolution. Like, follow, and subscribe to our podcast in your favorite application. You can also follow our podcast at fastfunhistory.com. For education resources provided by the National Society, Sons of the American Revolution, go to education.sar.org. And now, Revolutionary War Rarities. Bermuda's Gunpowder. Welcome to Revolutionary War Rarities Season 2. My name is Jim Griffith. And my name is Jim Maples. And yet again, Jim Maples, and we've said this several times before, but we are in a very, very special place today. Yes, we are, Jim. A lot of people can look at the video and they see that we are in the Oval Office. It is not the Oval Office in the White House. It is the Oval Office replica at the American Village in Montevallo, Alabama. It's just south of Birmingham. Yeah. A wonderful, wonderful location with a lot of history, a lot of facts, a lot of information uh, from ed- for educational purposes uh, here in Montevallo, Alabama. We would certainly recommend everyone to come and see the American Village at some point. Mm-hmm. They can uh, get more information by going to www.americanvillage.org. So we want to thank American Village for giving yes, us the opportunity yet again Absolutely. to film here. Well, Jim Maples, today we're going to cover a topic that I truly believe is rarely taught and rarely known. Okay. This one is truly a Revolutionary War rarity. Jim, I completely agree. The American Revolutionary War was not limited to battles that occurred on this continent. And this little known event is certainly a great example of that. It seems like you're always the guy asking questions. So let me ask a few. Well, Jim, what is the oldest overseas British territory to this day? And Jim, before you answer that one, here's another one. What was the most needed resource for American troops during the American Revolution? All right, well, I'll start with the last question and say that weapons were the most needed resource for American troops. And I have no idea what the oldest overseas British territory is. Well, it's not exactly weapons, but it was black powder. You could have all the weapons you needed, Jim, but without black powder, they could not be fired. Now, the answer to the oldest overseas British territory is Bermuda. Now, here's where the story goes. The colonies had imposed a ban on trading with any British colony, and Bermuda was a British colony. So a gentleman named Henry Tucker, a merchant from Bermuda, was asking the colonies for an exception to this rule as to allow trade with that island to continue. Obviously, a lack of trade with the American colonies would result in a dramatic drop in his income. And Henry Tucker was willing to offer a resource in return for a pledge of trade. That resource was salt. Henry Tucker, unknown to the head of the Bermudan governor, named Governor George James Briere, was working a trade deal with the American colonies. Henry Tucker was offering salt in return for food, which, was, which he would import and then sell to the Bermudians. All right, so Bermuda needed food and was willing to offer salt. Yeah. 
That's correct. All right, so who was negotiating this agreement on behalf of the Americans? Well, Jim, that would be Benjamin Franklin and Robert Morris, both signers of the Declaration of Independence, who were handling the negotiations with Henry Tucker. Well, what has salt got to do with gunpowder? Well, in this case, it has nothing to do with it. Benjamin Franklin turned down the offer of salt from Bermuda. In fact, Benjamin Franklin knew that the island of Bermuda held significant quantities of gunpowder and stated that the American colonies could continue trade with the island of Bermuda if they would provide gunpowder to the Americans instead of salt. And Colonel Henry Tucker from Bermuda agreed to supply the Americans with 100 barrels of gunpowder. So was the agreement with the highest authorities within the government of Bermuda, and if it was, then weren't they guilty of treason, which was ultimately punishable by death if King George III found out about it? Well, Jim, the agreement was with Henry Tucker. The leader of Bermuda at the time was a man named Governor George James Breer. Henry Tucker was a prominent merchant in Bermuda and was doing this to not only keep food coming to Bermuda, but to keep money coming through his pocket. Mm -hmm. He knew that where the powder was stored and was willing to steal the powder in order to keep the money flowing. Bermuda was being robbed of his gunpowder, which was then given to the Americans without the knowledge of the highest authority figures in Bermuda. But had he been caught, he would have been treasoned and he would have been hung. The truth is, there were many Bermudians who fought with the Americans in a variety of famous revolutionary battles. Some of them were Henry Tucker's sons. So the gunpowder, was, or the black powder, was stolen by Henry Tucker and given to the Americans? Jim, that's correct. How, many, how, how much powder was stolen from Bermuda and provided to the Americans? Well, Jim, there are 126 kegs of gunpowder. Each keg had about 25 pounds of gunpowder. So the end result that the Americans would end up of 3,150 pounds of gunpowder stolen under the nose of the Meridian governor. The powder was then split up and provided to Boston and Charleston. So one man stole 126 kegs of gunpowder equaling 3,150 pounds? That doesn't, that doesn't sound right to me. No, Jim, there were co-conspirators involved, and that is a known fact. However, their names were never disclosed due to the penalty of hanging that they would have suffered had they ever been caught. Henry Tucker also had numerous slaves which he utilized to move the gunpowder onto ships docked in Tobacco Bay, Bermuda, that were ultimately destined for American shores. And today, Tobacco Bay, Bermuda is a hotspot of tourism. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, now, do we know specifically what was done with the black powder stolen from Bermuda? And don't tell me it was used to blow things up. I know that. Uh, <laughs> do we know if it impacted any specific battles that we would be familiar with? Well, Jim, much of that gunpowder uh, wound up in Charleston, South Carolina and it was used to fend off numerous British attacks over the next four years. So the American colonists were using British black powder against the British to maintain control of Charleston, South Carolina? Yes, sir, that is a fact. So in summary, <clears throat> American colonies were going to stop trade with any British colonies, number one. Number two, yep. American leaders became aware of the stores of gunpowder 
in Bermuda, number three. Bermuda wanted to continue trade and receive food if they provided salt. Number four, Benjamin Franklin and Robert Morris, who was actually the financiers, known fairly commonly as the financier of the American Revolution, agreed to continue trade, but only if Bermuda provided gunpowder and not salt. Number five, 3,150 pounds of gunpowder were stolen under the nose of the governor, and it was stolen by Henry Tucker and his co-conspirators and slaves, and was then used to help defend Charleston, South Carolina, and ultimately win the Revolutionary War. True. And then finally, all of this was done in a British colony with a loyalist governor. That's true. Jim Maples, I was not aware of the role that Bermuda played in the American Revolution. What a story. Yeah. And it turns out that the Sons of the American Revolution have placed historical markers at the site of the magazine where the black powder was stored and stolen. That's true. They placed markers at Henry Tucker's home and another sign at Tobacco Bay where the powder was loaded onto the boats for transport to the colonies. The Bermuda gunpowder plot is truly a Revolutionary War rarity and played a huge role in the ultimate success of the American effort. And for that, we are thankful. And that is a Revolutionary War It certainly is. My name is Jim Griffith. And my name is Jim Maples. And we thank you for joining us today. And please be sure to join us for the next episode of the Sons of the American Revolution podcast, Revolutionary War Rarities. This has been a production of the National Society, Sons of the American Revolution, www.sar.org.